Are you looking for a podcast where you can hear from real people regarding their real dental drama? If so, then you've come to the right place. Join hosts Bethany Petty and Dr. Rena Kuba as we dive into the solutions we've created and the mistakes we've made while managing dental drama. Let's get started. All right, so I get to pick your brain on a subject today that's been coming up quite a bit, I would say over the last couple of months, but specifically over the last couple of weeks, which is just a lot of patient cancellations, schedule kind of falling apart. Um, Some of the feedback I've been hearing from my clients is that they'll have a really full schedule and then it seems like sickness, especially since school has started back, they've been getting a lot of people calling in saying that they're sick or they've got a sick kid or something like that. And so they're kind of left with this barren schedule and are trying to figure out what to do, not only with the schedule, but also what do I do with my staff when the schedule falls apart like this? So I wanted to kind of see, Have do you feel like you've seen some schedule changes over the last month or so? Um, yes. And I think I agree with the sick kids. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, it's it's been less than I would have thought, I guess. And it's, you know, once for, especially in pedo land, once school starts back and here for us in Texas, it, uh, at least where I am, it was pretty much by August 15th, Everybody, schools were all back in. Yeah. So yeah, we saw a big slump. Um, for sure. And, but we expect September and that time to be slow. Um, so is the schedule falling apart more than that? Um, it really depends on the day. We've had some days that were decently busy and others, maybe not so much. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really know how to answer how, that question. doesn't stand out as abnormally slow to you. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Um, I guess I'd have to think about it a little bit more. I actually pulled the schedule up in front of me, but I also feel like a lot of people, myself included, thought the summer was especially busy and busier than we anticipated, which was really needed Mm -hmm. after how slow the the spring was. Mm -hmm. And if you remember, the spring was super slow again because Omicron Mm -hmm. and all of that was resurging. And so January, February were like disasters. So I remember thinking, gosh, the summer so busy. But it, it's busy in a pedo office anyway. And I remember thinking, well, great, we needed to make up for the slump in the spring. So maybe it's some of that too. Like we've just come off the heels of like a super busy summer. And I don't think it's just us. Like I've heard this from my orthodontist friends, my oral surgeon friends, my general dental friends, that people have been busy. It was, it was a good summer for most of us. So maybe just in contrast to it being a little busier summer that we all expected to slow down, but maybe it's like seems dramatically slower. Maybe it's not dramatically. That makes sense. Like the summer was so busy that the quietness of September has felt, you felt it more just because of how busy summer was. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So I wanted to kind of ask your opinion on what do you do with staff when you hit these slower seasons, either expected? I know um, a lot of my clients have laughingly said to me, well, I always call it September. You know, it just, it's just (laughs) not a good, it's never a good month, you know? So they do kind of anticipate a slow September, but what, what are some of the things that you feel like you do to, I mean, do you send employees home? Do you try to have extra tasks for them during this time? Talk with me a little bit about that. So we like to try to have extra tasks, which again is, is tough because we're not producing, but then the overhead stays the same because we're having, you know, people work, but it's kind of, kind of like, you know, we did the episode on associates and if you don't give them some 
juicier crumbs that are going to walk. And so <clears throat> if I tell my assistant, sorry, go home every day, then I'm not going to have them when I need them for the busier time. So it's, it's definitely put you in a bind for sure. Um, so I think one thing that's actually worked to our advantage, which sounds terrible, but this whole like sickness, there are some employees with their sick kids. So it's like, okay, no, 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 that person needs to be out. So, you know, we, we can retain others on. Um, but we have done some like, okay, it's clean out time. Like let's reorganize, let's do a deep cleaning in the office. I'll try to use that time for more trainings if I can, like things that we've been intending to train on medical emergency trainings. You know, we should be doing those. I think in Texas, you've got to show proof that you've done it at least once a year. Um, but I think it's good because there's always, you know, especially this year, there's been such staff turnover and new people maybe getting in two or three medical emergency trainings and really looking, you know, nice and shiny, yeah. like a shiny little penny <laughs> that we did, we did real good. So just trying to make sure we're scheduling all that stuff. And I know in the summer, um, you know, we try to have an early morning staff meeting every other week and we didn't do that at all in the summer. Like We, we don't have time for that. Um, we're trying to get out of making sure we don't hit overtime but now it's like, you know what, let's put that staff meeting back on the schedule and let's catch up on some of the things that weren't as pressing before. Um, so I think that's all very helpful. But really, have I sent people home? I have. And then I'm sure you'll remember this. I, I think I'd kind of um, flushed it out of my memory um, because it wasn't a good look for myself. I, I kind of acted out and had a little tantrum. Um, but I found the notes in my bag the other day. I was like, oh, well, maybe I overreacted. <laughs> um, you know what I'm talking about? Not yet. Okay. So we were having a, our last leader meeting coming up and we asked people to submit their concerns. And so before we had the meeting, I was like, can we see the agenda? And on the agenda, <laughs> you're laughing. I trying remember not to now. Now you know what I'm talking about. Um, and so I, before the meeting, I was like, oh, I can answer some of these questions before we even get to the meeting. So we don't waste time in the meeting. And a couple of them were legitimate questions like, oh, we've decided to do this about this. We'll address this. And we've opted, you know, like if it was like, you know, are we going to change our paperwork? Like that wasn't on there, but let's say it was something like that. Are we going to change our paperwork to this? No, I've thought about it already. Like previously I put it on the agenda because I wanted to talk it out as a group but I think I've already decided on my own, like, I don't want to do this. So we had a couple of those, but then we had, I guess the question was somebody was asking, you know, if in downtime, if we could kind of let people know sooner that we're not going to need them so that they can pick up temp jobs or do something else. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what kind of mood I was in that day, but I kind of came unglued. <laughs> I will admit it. I came unglued because I was like, what? <laughs> like, you know, are you kidding me? I can't help that the schedule's going to fall apart and I do everything we can. And then I turned it on them. I was like, but if y'all would call patients and confirm patients and <laughs> would do more of a active proactive thing. Um, so, you know, basically I took offense in that moment thinking, well, gosh, I'm supposed to tell you two weeks in advance if I need you or not. But right. really, if, if you guys kept the schedule full, we wouldn't have to worry about that. So what are you doing to actively make sure that you are calling the overdue patients or calling the one that canceled because of sickness? Like, what are you doing? So you're doing nothing. So this all falls on me now. This is my problem. Like, so I just had a bit of a, a bit of a tantrum there. <laughs> 
And I said, yes, I mean, this is the time to go get, if you've been needing knee surgery, go, this is the time to do it or go get your doctor's appointments in and things like that. Like quit asking for that time off in the summer for non-urgent things. Um, so yes, go forth. Yeah. And then for everybody else, like, no, no, I, I cannot sit and think about this. Like I need a little grace too. I give y'all, I think my comment was something like, Every day I have to pivot because somebody needs to be off. Every day. So now the schedule falls apart and you can't give me the grace of just going home when I have to send you home. How many days do I have to send you home? Almost never. But how many days have you been out? Yeah. And I've got to work around that. But God forbid one afternoon I've got to send you home early and now you want advance notice of that. I was like, once you start giving me advance notice of when you are going to be out, then I will... I will pay in kind, but every single person, every stinking day, somebody is out. And I didn't get notice for that. My car's out. I have a migraine today. <laughs> it's my period. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Am I allowed to do that and not show up for a week, a month? Like, So I was not very kind in my answer back. And, um, I think in the end, then they were like, well, all they were asking was, <laughs> and I tuned it out because I'd already had my tantrum. So I couldn't go backwards now. I like the words of that. my tantrum still hold true. Go back yes. and listen to them again. <laughs> yes. So I don't know. They were trying to tell me how I had read the question all wrong, but it was too late. Like I had to say face at that point. So <laughs> I just was like, well, we've already discussed this. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> So you and I have not talked about my meltdown either. So go ahead. Go ahead. But no, I think you actually bring up a really good point, which is we are really clear. I would say several times a year. We're very clear with your team on when are great times to schedule vacations, to schedule doctor's appointments, surgeries, whatever. We we bring this up quite a bit with your team. And again, you would think it would go without saying, don't take off on school breaks, you know, don't, don't be gone during the summer, don't be gone Christmas break, all of that. But it, it's, it doesn't go without saying, like, we really do have to be very clear about it with your team. And I would say a one key takeaway from this would be, look at your trends. Is September always slower for you? Is April always slower for you? I don't care. Whatever your months that you're typically slower are, maybe it's always July because you do have a lot of staff members out in July and therefore the practice always produces less. Encourage your staff verbally, like, hey, when you guys plan a vacation or when you're planning a surgery or some kind of need to be out, these three months are the ideal months to plan them in. Obviously, we understand if you can't plan them during that, but those are the best months for the practice because it's helpful when you've got a slower month, when there are people that planned a vacation during that month because you continually communicated, this is a great month to take a vacation. Then like the um, lady on your team that's had to be out with a sick kid, we've not been mad about it at all because we are covered. We don't, we actually didn't need you here. Thank you for saving, because she's out of PTO at this point. Thank you for saving us some money and having to be home with your kid, which sounds awful, but it's kind of just the way that it worked out and it actually worked out nicely. So I think if nothing else, making sure you know what your typical down months are, because it does, it is cyclical in nature 
and then communicating with your team to take off during those times. So then suggestions of, because that's what I'm going to be hit with is, well, but my kids are in school then. Mm -hmm. And so I want to take my vacation in the summer when my kids are out of school. Mm -hmm. And my comment to that is, well, so do I. Yeah. But I don't take these gigantic long vacations in the summer because y'all need an income. Yeah. So if I'm not producing and getting you a paycheck, so we take our vacations same as like, you know, we'll leave on a Thursday after work and then I'll make sure I'm covered with an associate on a, on the Friday. And then I come back Sunday night and yeah, my family's not super happy that we couldn't take a longer break, but I need to be there. And so I guess, but it doesn't go over well if I say that, well, right. you're just there to make money. And I'm like, yeah, I'm making money so I can pay you. Yeah. Anywho, what is your comment to that then for people that are like, well, but my kids are off and I want to go and my, because this we had, it made like, it made some of the people with older kids or no kids very bitter. We had an assistant at one point and her kids were, I think, pre-K and two years old. And she wanted to take her break, her like three week long vacation to go see the grandparents in June. And we were all like, oh, I can't you go in May? Well, because of school. Your kid's in pre-K. <laughs> Are you kidding me right now? So it was very, um, I don't know what to say. To me, that made no sense whatsoever. And I don't want to be one to like bully people into when you can and can't take a vacation because I strongly feel about how important vacations are, at least for my own peace of mind. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. So, and this would apply to the slow times as well when you're having to send people home. We do have to make it fair across the board. Uh, so, I do think it's important to have conversations with your staff members. We talk about this a lot, keeping in touch with you know their desires and their hopes and all of that. But there are going to be people that either don't have kids in the home anymore that have some flexibility, or. Um, They've got kids that are older and they don't mind taking them out or younger and they don't mind taking them out. So I think getting a pulse on your team. And then if there are two or three people on your team that are like, no, I really like to take off in the summertime. That is my preferred time. Then we really have to work together to make it fair to the schedule. Is that, well, okay, you're going to have to each pick three different weeks and you're going to have to space it out between June, July, and August. I can't have, you know, all three weeks being in June or all three. So work amongst yourself. Y'all can all take, you know, your week off, but it needs to all fall in a different month. So y'all figure that out. That's on you guys. So you can have some parameters that aren't a hundred percent restrictive. Um, also I would make it fair when you have to send people home that that's done in a very orderly fashion. It's not just who you felt like sending home in the moment, but it's like, Oh, you were third on the list. So it's actually your turn now. And Oh, now you're fourth on the list. And then keep track of that. Because if you don't make it through the whole list by the end of that slow period of time, that list needs to carry forward to the next period of time. So maybe you only made it to five out of 10 people. And then you, when you hit your next slow period of time, you don't start back at number one. You start at number six, the person that was didn't have to you know, be sent home. So you got to kind of make that fair and equitable too. Even though logically you're like, well, I need to just keep my best, you know, my best person at the front that's super productive. Like I don't ever want to have to send her home. Uh, yeah, I get that to a point, but at the same time, that's going to create some bitterness on the team. Why am I always the one that's sent home and you're never the one that's sent home? Uh, so I think you got to keep it fair to a certain point. And we, you tell me if this is a bad idea, it's just what we've been doing. And if there is tension behind the scenes, I don't 
you know, I stick my head in the sand. I'm like, I'm not paying attention to any of that. I've got one who's kind of a busybody. And so she's the one who's going, well, so-and-so like, it's not even her, right? She'll be the one who's saying, well, Jane got to go home last time. So today I think it should be Susie. And I'm like, mind your business. What does it have to do with you? Nothing. So I'm like, well, I'm going to let Jane, Susie, and Amy talk about it. Let them decide amongst themselves. It's the front desk department, but I need one front desk gone. I need one RDA gone. Mm -hmm. That's what I need. You don't need to get involved in that. You just need to tell them they need to talk amongst themselves and figure it out. And maybe it's always Amy going home. And if the other two are going to be bitter about that, well, then they need to figure it out because they're the ones who had it. And a lot of times it's, no, it's Susie and Jane are the ones who need hours anyway. Mm -hmm. And so it works out. So do you, is that a bad idea? I I don't think it's a bad idea if you have the right team. If you've got kind of a, a, you know, a rotten person on the team or somebody that is going to more that dominant personality that's always going to get their way, then you know if you've got that person on the team. And I would say talking amongst the themselves is not going to work because that dominant will just always win. Um, but I think you've got a team that is just naturally a little bit more fair. They tend to think about each other as well as themselves. And so I think it would work really well on your team. And you said something that we didn't point out earlier. You can send home by department, right? So you're like, okay, today I just, or tomorrow, the schedule fell apart last minute. We had so many cancellations. So I need one front person to stay home, one RDA. So that's from two different departments that were sent home. And I think that's an, you know, an option on how to send multiple people home is from different departments. Uh, so no, I don't think that's a bad idea to let him talk it out unless you have a bully, a bully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know last year we spent a lot of time talking about, um, and, and this wasn't my idea. I got this from a buddy of mine, but I think it worked well. And I'm now starting to build the schedule for next year. And we did peak time and peak time in a pedo office is any day. That's a school holiday. Um, not Labor Day Memorial Day, but like, um, What's the one that's coming up? President's Day, Columbus in February, Day. Columbus Day. We've yep. still got, we've got MLK. So in Texas, those are some that we have. And so if you're going to ask for that off and get granted that off, it will cost you a PTO day mm-hmm. because I don't make them use PTO when they're out. Um, and I know everybody has their own system for how they handle that. But for me, it's, but if you're going to take off it on one of the school holidays, the week of spring break, whatever. So, and then if you don't have enough PTO, then the holidays that you would have gotten paid, um, you're not getting holiday pay. Mm -hmm. So I want them to have some skin in the game with it for that very reason of the person who didn't want her kid to miss kindergarten. Well, the rest of us have, you know, I I don't want to say is more important, but Maybe it kind of is, or did you have to take three weeks? Right. Why couldn't you do the same where you fly out on a, you know, after work and then come back on a Sunday night? Mm-hmm. Why did you have to drag that out to the following Tuesday? Well, it just really encourages them for those longer vacations, choose a non-peak time because we actually applied a penalty that when they take more than two days in a peak period of time, it costs them double PTO. Um, and again, this I mean, it's a pedo practice. Like we live and breathe by those school holidays. And so we had a lot of conversation before we rolled out that PTO plan about how important it is to schedule, you know, accordingly. You've, your practice has a lot of Mondays off. And so it is very feasible for them to leave 
Thursday after work and still have a nice long, you know, weekend somewhere. But we did tell them that if they took more than two days, first of all, during a peak time, each of those days, they would have to use PTO. If they'd already consumed their PTO, they lose their whatever the next holiday is. They would not be paid for that. But if they took three days, for example, then that would actually cost them one and two, the two regular PTO days, and then that third day would cost them two PTO days. So they're losing four PTO days to be out three days mm-hmm. if they decide to take that time in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hemmed and hawed over that. But I think one thing that, that I, I still am struggling to understand, I don't think I will ever understand it, but we had an employee that it was over Christmas break, something like that. And to me, I guess because that's what we do, we're just so used to trying to strategize and minimize and maximize and whatever. So it's like, you know, I do try to look at which airline can I take with this and what can I, you know, to minimize the time that I'm going to be out. And, you know, my my one associate, he was taking vacations where he would take the, you know, the 6 a.m. flight and then he'd fly back at the whatever so that he wouldn't miss work. And so I think for as, as a practice owner, we that's how we think. And then we take for granted that that's how everybody thinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's what we discovered heavily. It was one who was like, well, that's when the flight was. Well, did you look at other flights? Did you look at other dates that it could be? Well, no, I think I just looked at. And so we were like, are you kidding me? Like there was zero strategy in this. And we, we, we asked multiple times in multiple ways to see, like, was there really a true reason that she's not willing to share? Because we were just mind blown that how could you not be more strategic about this? Like, it's your own paycheck, too. Yeah. And you're always living paycheck to paycheck. Why would you not fly out? Like, we're done on Friday by 2. Why would you not pick the 5 o'clock Friday? It costs the same as the 11 o'clock Friday. Yeah. Why? Why? Just, I just... I just picked the flight. So I, and I can't wrap my brain around that because I can't just pick a flight. Like, there's a rhyme and a reason and a 10 different things that you're trying to coordinate. And I think, again, as practice owners, that's what we do. So to have just a very, in my mind, just a very simpleton, well, this is what I picked, without any strategy <laughs> or thought, I was just like, wow. Yeah. Whoa. Like, I just can't think, I, I, I still can't think that people can't think. Like, that, it's just mind-boggling. Anywho, I was like, Which is why, again, telling them when are good times to take off, it seems like, well, that is such a basic, surely I shouldn't have to say that, but it's the same exact thing. We we have to say it. Like, we have to be clear on that. Yes, which is just, again, beyond my scope of comprehension, but um, anyway, it was like, okay, well, maybe having some penalties in place will make you think. Maybe you will think twice. And that, like, in the end, we ended up penalizing her a bonus and a this and that. And I was like, dude, that kind of sucks. Like, you could have made an extra $900 by, by picking a, a flight four hours later. But your lack of planning cost you $900. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm just like, go away. Go away now. Get on the flight and get out of here because you are on my last nerve right now. I I can't. <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, it's just... It's one of those things that I don't think staff members, well, and even like on the, when you were having to send people home and the comment, you know, well, can we get advance notice when we're going to possibly be sent home? It seems so simple to a lot of team members like, oh, well, if we look ahead at next Tuesday and see that it looks like a slow schedule, can't you just tell me now that 
there's some, there may be somebody meant home, you know, need to go home and I'm on the chopping block cause it's my turn. I can't, I just get some advance notice. And in our, our mind, we're thinking that's a week away. If we get on the phone, if we fill the schedule, if we call an unscheduled treatment, if we get out and market, like there's a lot that can happen in a week. So no, we can't tell you now because then you're going to book yourself somewhere else temping and then we're going to get to Tuesday and we're going to think, well, we needed her. We never, never not needed her. And so I think in their mind, it's so simple and it's really not. I would say sending people home is often a last minute, like day before type situation, sometimes even the day of. If we're churning through the morning and that afternoon just keeps falling apart, sometimes we are having to decide midday if there is somebody that needs to go home. And I would say to your point, come up with good projects. Like if you know you're going to have some downtime at various points throughout the year, have a good like downtime list. And I'm not talking about daily things that need to be done during downtime. I'm talking about things that we don't normally do. Spring cleaning type things, you know, clean out the bathroom cabinet, uh, work on the flower beds out in front. Which the, this is where, again, I get bitter. When, and I've told them, too, because I'm just a mean person that I will throw it back in their face, which is, I'm sure, not productive to anybody. But sometimes I can't help myself. But I'm like, no, all of you wanted this like ridiculous raise and a ridiculous hourly rate. Well, what's going to come with that is when it's slow, you will be sent home. Mm -hmm. It's one thing when you were making a normal pay rate and I could come up with projects. But now when you're asking for your ridiculous fees, which again, I'm still trying to get over that pre-COVID price range and I'm still just really struggling with that. Um, And and I'm hoping some of y'all are too. I hope it's not just me sitting over here bitter about it. Everybody is. Okay. So so that's the thing. It's like, okay. And I said it back then when we raised the rates. I was like, fine. But y'all know, especially to my hygiene team, Mm -hmm. especially to the hygienists, I was just like, do you know what you're asking for? Because you are asking for this higher amount. You will get sent home when it's slow. So I hope you are ready for that. Do not make me feel bad about that. But that doesn't make any sense to have you doing a project when you're making $85 an hour. Mm -hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. So, no, that's not going to happen. And I would say, especially with your hygienist, being clear on that with them before. Like, if you're hiring a hygienist or if you've got hygienists on your team and you're anticipating a slow whatever month, September. We're in September, so let's say that. You need to communicate with them like, hey, this is my commitment to you. I'm going to make sure our team is doing everything in their power to fill your hygiene schedule. If it falls apart, I am going to ask you to take an extended lunch or I may ask you to leave a a little bit early. I want to communicate that to you now that that's not going to be, I'm going to try everything in my power to make sure that doesn't happen. But when and if it does happen, because you're a producer and of course the the pay that you make is because you're a producer, we're going to have you, you know. Do you think that's dangerous though? Like they may not take the job then? I think it's better for them to not take the job than you to feel like you're handicapped to, you know, paying them every time. And I would say if you, if your slow period is like, we've got three weeks out of the year that's slow, then is it worth having the conversation? Heck no. At that point, it's three weeks and you're talking about a few hours, just pay the hygienist and move on with it. But if you know, you've got some cyclical patterns where you've got these slow slow periods of time, or you've got somebody on your team that's not super good at filling the schedule, and this has always been a struggle for you, then I do think it's better to tell the hygienist than it is to uh, battle with her every time it comes up again. Right. And and I think that's, I think that's what, what got me 
so frustrated is that we do everything we can to make sure we're filling it and that we're and and to not send somebody home. It mm-hmm. doesn't happen very often. Yeah. It's it's gosh, not very often at all. Mm-hmm. And so then to be kind of be put in a corner is how I felt about it was like, well, can we get advance notice? Exactly like you said. And I was like, oh, I'm about to punch you in the face. <laughs> Do not. Thank goodness you typed that and sent it to me via email because if I was facing one of you live. Your face would have said it all. Who knows what would have happened? Yes. I mean, my answer was in caps. That's how mad I was. My entire paragraph answer was in caps. I was like, I find this question offensive. <laughs> you didn't I beat around really the bush with it. No, I had a tantrum because I was like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> when do you guys give me the decency of giving me advance notice? Never. Never. No, are no, you kidding me? but don't you me? know life's not fair. Yeah. It's just all about give, give, give. I would also say, too, though, on the sending um, employees home, I I would much rather have that rotation of sending people home than to cut one person's hours. Uh, One of our great employees that we picked up, that you picked up, um, her hours had been cut and uh, had stayed cut. And she was like, at some point, I just realized that I've got to... I've got to get back to my regular hours. I don't think that's going to happen here. So I don't think that's a good strategy. If you are intending to retain all of your employees, I wouldn't pick just one person on your team to cut their hours for an extended period of time because they will eventually start looking unless that person has indicated that they do want to cut some out or they'd like to work less. And then that may be a great situation for the two of you guys. But most of the time, if you cut somebody's hours and then keep them cut, they will move on at some point. So, so back to the original question, which was people's schedules falling apart. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for that? I mean, I think we've talked about the staffing side. I don't know that we gave y'all any solutions, but um, I think it's helpful just to know, like, what are other people doing with the staff? Yeah, you know what what are the options at that point? Of course, as much downtime things as you can that are productive for the practice is very important. Calling patients and all of that marketing, whatever, uh, that side of things that needs to be done. But there are going to be times that we do just have to go, I need to send staff members home. And I think you just got to have a strategy for it. So what about from the patient side, anything that you can think of? Oh, there's a lot that I can think of. Um, I may want to do that one in a whole separate episode because there's, there's a ton that we can do um, down to categorizing patients, certain types of confirmation protocols that tend to work and don't work. So I feel like we'd sit here for another hour talking about that. So I may have to pin it. Stay tuned. Stay tuned then. Schedule falling apart. Part two. All right. Thanks for joining the conversation today. We hope that you are comforted in knowing that you are not alone, but we also hope that you're walking away with some really great tips and tricks to try in your practice. We value your feedback, so please take a few moments to rate and review the podcast. Finally, we want to make sure that we're covering the topics that matter to you. So track us down on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and let us know what topics you want us to cover. As always, please know that we are rooting for you today as you manage your dental drama.